the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in live from San Francisco. It's the Rob Black Show, March 16th, 2010. 2010. It's crazy how time flies. Remember back when it was the 70s and the 80s and the 90s? Now we're at 2010. We're into the um, teen years now. Kind of the 20s coming right around the corner. I don't know. To me, that's intriguing how fast time moves. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. A band from the 60s and the 70s. You will have a chance to win tickets to see the Doobie Brothers and Chicago coming up at 1025. That's 25 minutes from now and 1125, which is, what would that be? 105 minutes from now. So, no, no, 85 minutes. There you go. Silly, silly me in third grade math. Uh, subtraction additions, tricky little friend, as I like to say. Uh, so we're going to give away Doobie Brother Chicago tickets at 1025 and 1125 past the hour. Today, I've got a real good show planned for you. It's uh, better than most. I've got some stock investment ideas. I've got some crazy stories. I've got some medical technology breakthroughs that are all that in a bucket of chicken. We're going to talk a little tiger, little tiger, not much, but a little tiger, meow, like a cat instead of an actual tiger. So let's start with some of the intriguing stories of the day. First and foremost, yesterday's intriguing story of the day had to be Google in China. And the stress and the tension that's going on is China really doesn't like Google, and Google doesn't really like China. China's got that communist old regime feel to it where we're going to censor information, and Google thinks everything on the Internet is information that should be searched. So the two have kind of conflicted. Now, yesterday I talked a little bit about Baidu as a possible winner. I I also said that eventually I think you could buy Google on this news because I don't think this will hurt their business. I think in the long term they will manage and they will survive. But today there's another investment angle to discuss and to bring up. If you don't really like the Google angle, maybe like the Microsoft angle. When Google closes its door on search, it might open a door or, in theory, a window for Microsoft. Software giant's Bing search engine is among the potential beneficiaries if Google goes ahead with its threat to close Google.cn or Google.china amidst a dispute with the Chinese government over censorship. Being a struggle to gain traction in China, Microsoft has already hired away at least three people from Google's China business. So one loser, maybe another company's winner. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Coming up in just a second. Let's, let me pull it up right now, in fact. Let's see how Google's still, still trading today because this story is still getting kind of some hair on it. I told you I'd be the first to tell you about it. Today, Google's up 4 bucks. Yesterday, they were down about 19 bucks. A little bit of um, finding a level, so to speak. 
800-345-5639 is going to hit Tendra and Milpitas. Morning, Rob. I wanted to get your opinion on a talk ticket symbol. It's VGR. Yep. Uh, Victor George Ray. I'll I'll go ahead and listen to you on the radio. I'll, I'll hang up the call if that's okay. Okay, that's fine. 800-345-5639. That's exactly what he dialed to get in. Let's talk a little bit about this one. Vector Group Common Stock. 10.3% dividend yield. Now, right there, that tells me something's wrong. Something's a mess. Something's uh, a foul. Something's problematic. With this one, let's take a look. 10% dividend yields kind of bother me. I'll explain the reason why is no one can really grow their cash flow at 10% forever. It's just, it's too tough to do. Think of it this way. Like, let's say you and your wife make $60,000 a year and you pay all your bills, but you get an extra $6,000 at the end of the year that is left over. Um, it's tough to continue to grow, you know, to always have that extra 10% laying around without growing or doing something. So Vector Group and their subsidiaries engage in the manufacture and sale of, guess what? Cigarettes. Cigarettes have one of the highest dividends as far as stocks out there. So Vector Group is small potatoes in the world of big tobacco. It's a holding company, it's a company called Liggett Group. They sell discount cigarettes under brands such as Liggett, Grand Prix, Pyramid, and Eve, basically cheap tobacco. In 2008, the company launched its first smokeless tobacco product. I would typically automatically prefer that you own something like a Philip Morris, a Philip Morris and or uh, an Altria. I think uh, Philip Morris, let's see, 10% dividend yields just too much for me. I don't know if I'm, I'm pounding that home enough. Let me explain. If I can get 10% on my money, on my income money, I'd get it. I'd get it every day for the rest of my life. I'd take that deal with the devil. Devil knocks on my door. Mr. Black, I'll give you 10% on your cash and your cash equivalents. I'm like, sure. Anything over 2% starts bringing some risk. It really does. It's not FDIC insured. So 3%, 4%, 5%, 10%. 10% is exponentially five times higher than 2%. And the risk to the principal is exponentially higher than it is in, uh, say, cash. So in the last year, the stock has gone from, in the last five years, from 22 to 12 to 16. I don't think that dividend is achievable forever. I would call it a risky income stock, not suitable for everyone. It's suitable if you want to blend that with, say, some treasury inflation-protected securities, some I-bonds, maybe some high-quality corporate but for an income only, I don't like all your cashola in that one name. Too much risk, in my opinion. I don't think that uh, it can be uh, uh, played out for the long term. So 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Get your calls on the air. Now, we've already talked Google, talked cigarettes. Let's talk Michael Jackson. I watched This Is It. It was intriguing. I must say. To see a small man with a small voice have such command of what he's doing, to be so open-minded and loving while he was doing it, I found intriguing. So the Jackson estate, this man's worth more dead than alive. They've cut up $250 million post-humus recording deal with Sony. So Jackson, in theory, Michael Jackson just made a $250 million deal with Sony. Even in death, Mr. Jackson is breaking new records. The king of Pop's estate 
signed the biggest recording deal in history. $200 million of it's guaranteed with Sony Music for 10 projects over seven years. Biggest recording deal in history. Am I making sense here? Is, is, is this not shocking to you? The man is dead. He's decomposing. And he's got a record deal. Like, I don't even have a record deal. I'm alive. Like, that makes me feel like a loser. The record-breaking contract through 2017, it could be worth $250 million if certain conditions are met. Future projects may also include a video game. Again, the man's making a video game, and he's dead. A DVD compilation of videos and a re-release of Off the Wall. That was Jackson's fifth studio album. Great album. First came out in 1979, but they're going to throw in some unreleased material. Before his sudden death, June at the age of 50, the pop star had wanted to reissue the album. So that's kind of one of the projects that he was working on. On one of his projects, it's going to be a two-disc album. Again, need I state, he's dead. Tupac Shakur, he was more prolific in death than in life. It appears that Michael Jackson, who didn't do squat for 10 years, is going to be more prolific in death than in life. Rob Stringer, chairman of Sony's Music uh, Columbia's epic label, said in prepared marks, we're dedicated to protecting the icon's legacy. He didn't say, oh, and we're going to take it all the way to the bank and make money off of them. So, again, Madonna, she had $120 million with Live Nation. That was a big one. And that got usurped by Jay-Z for $150 million. That's all encompassing in rights. Where Madonna was going to you know, give up concert money. She was going to agree to give up concert money. Michael Jackson, $250 million, and he doesn't even have to go on tour. Although... I would go see a tour if they were to pull out the Michael Jackson coffin and uh, have dancers dance around it and play his music, play some videos in the background so we can remember what he looked like. I'd do that. I know I'm creepy. Or they'd stuff him. Remember how he had, he bought the elephant man stuffing? If they'd stuff Michael Jackson in bubbles and put him on stage and dance him around, I'd go see that show. And they'd make their $250 million. There's no doubt about it. So This Is It was sold to Sony Pictures, which is the DVD I just saw over the weekend. Um, it was sold for $60 million and it grossed $250 million. They made four times their money on that. So Sony knows what they're getting into and they think he's incredibly bankable. Now, this is just to me totally fascinating and it shows you what product is. So the lesson here is that's business product. So if you're looking at Boston Scientific, and yesterday they, they had some problems with their stents. Stents with their product. Intel comes out today, and they're rocking and rolling because they said they got a new server chip out that's faster than AMDs. So you got to learn product. Sony is investing in the product that is Michael Jackson. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black's show, 9, 10 a.m. coming up. Doobie Brother Ticket Giveaway. You got to be the 910th caller when I tell you. What I'll do is I'll go at 25 past the hour. I'll do my Michael Jackson squeal to signal. Now's the time to call in to win Michael Jackson. No, no, no. To win Doobie Brothers and Chicago Ticket Giveaway. Holy mackerel, I'm on fire today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Driving in the sun, 
picking up for number one. California. California. I love telling Tom Campbell, you should make this your song. And he looked at me and he was like, I've never heard it. What a crazy notion. Tom Campbell was sweet man, but I don't think he gets out too much. Probably hasn't seen This Is It, which, again, you know the next thing that's going to be happening. I was just talking about Michael Jackson, how he just signed a $250 million record deal, which is pretty impressive for a dead man. You know, I had problems making myself toast and coffee this morning. Guy makes $250 million. Dead. So, anyway, um, you've seen the Cirque du Soleil licensing, right? They've licensed uh, the Beatles because they're trying to get people who are over 50 to come to their shows. They don't just want the 30-somethings. Recently, they've licensed Elvis because they're trying to get people over 60 to come to their shows. Not going to be too long from now until they license Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson, you're going to see slot machines of him in Vegas because his family is willing to take his image and run with it. They're willing to do anything. Uh, They'll probably do Michael Jackson condoms, Michael Jackson lollipops, Michael Jackson slot machines because we're fascinated by him. Like I told you, I was watching This Is It and I couldn't turn it off. I was mesmerized, and I wasn't half as mesmerized when he was alive. But uh, just rewatching his the history of his music, just it was it was nutty. It was nutty. So let's talk a little California. California. One in four in the state of California lack health insurance. This is the statistic of the day. One in four. So look around real quick if you're at work. Look around the cars and think about this. That car next to you loses control, drives off the road, bangs up his leg. Coworker, you know, on his way to work today, slips in the shower and breaks a leg. One in four of us in the state of California have no health insurance. In 2009, we jumped to 8.2 million adults and children with no health insurance. In 2007, that number was 6.4 million. Now, in large part, we've lost 1.8 million people have fallen off health insurance accords, largely from job cuts and the loss of employer-sponsored coverage amidst the recession. Nearly one cat in four Californians under 65 have no health insurance. Now, if you're over 65, you're getting Medi-Cal, Medicaid. So you're covered. Another reason to hate old people. Four out of four old people have health insurance in the state of California. One out of four under the age of 65. You know, one of my favorite statistics was three out of four people make up 75% of people. That's a great stat, and it's true. State's uninsured population, 8.2 million people. So again, talk to a doctor. How much does it cost for a broken leg? How much does it cost? And this is something I tell you, people. Make sure you make love, sweet love to your partner. Make sure that they know that you got their back. Make sure that you, you know, Pinch her cheek today, either cheek, either butt cheek or, or facial cheek. That's fine. Pinch her cheek today and say, I love you, sweetie. Because if you have a heart attack and you're one of those people without health insurance, your life just took a fifty dollars to $100,000 financial hit. And me personally, if my spouse didn't have life insurance and she has a heart attack, I'm going to think twice before taking her to the hospital because fifty dollars to $100,000 is a lot of money. Like, you already know that I'm willing to kill Heidi's dogs because it's going to be on medication for its rest of its life. I will be Dr. Death, Rob Black's DrDeath.com. I'm willing to kill animals for money. 
I'm willing to cut off my pinky for a million dollars. Anyone gives me a million dollars to cut off my pinky. I'll do it live on air. So there's a financial issue here, right? People who are uninsured for part of all or all of 2009, 24.3%. Huge increase. Amongst those over age 18, nearly one in three have no insurance. So kids have more insurance than the 18-year-olds. So a reason to hate children, another reason to hate children. I'm coming up with reasons to hate today. Old people because they got Medi-Cal. Young people because they got mom and dad covering their butt. Adults over age 65 are covered by federal Medicare insurance. They're not included. Now, as a result of the insurance gap, a lot of already strapped Californians have put off needed medical care. Usually wound up in, you know, emergency rooms, which pushes health care costs higher. So if you got, you know, something janky on your body, you're going, I don't have health insurance. I'm not going to get it done. And then it becomes janky times two, and you go to the emergency room, and it's, it's even more expensive. So the new UCLA estimates are looking at President Obama and congressional Democrats scrambling this week. And they're basically saying, you know, Democrats are pressing for the overhaul. State of California needs it. Number of uninsured have swollen, 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 swollen in the state of California with the unemployment rate. So uh, jobs seem to be the best answer for Insurance issues. I don't know. I was stunned when I saw one in four Californians zippy life insurance or zippy health insurance. So that's not a good number. Now, here's another health care number for you because we're sticking with health care for just a second. The rising cost of cancer research. The cost of cancer has actually doubled in the last 40 years and straining the U.S. health care system and needs to be restrained. Cancer research has cost the U.S. government $100 billion since 1971. And the price of care has more than doubled to $90 billion since 1990. So we're spending a lot of money on cancer. There's a war on cancer. Do you know, do you remember who said war on cancer? War on drugs. Nancy Reagan, Ronald Reagan, right? We know, remember the war on drugs. The war on cancer. Who said that? I bet someone on the live blog will come up with this one. Or if you want to call the show, you can. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. War on cancer was actually announced by then-president... Richard Nixon. So the reduced death rates result from anti-smoking campaigns, of course, early disease detection and new drugs. But uh, cancer drugs can cost patients $100,000 a year. And again, you get cancer without health insurance. If you're one of those four, you better hope you don't get uh, cancer, right? $100,000 a year for the drugs. It can be lowered by shifting to a system in which the cost of the drugs, test, and other care are combined from, into a single uh, provider payment, you know, such a system would push doctors to shop carefully for the services. You get the basic idea. Cancer is expensive. Healthcare is expensive. Ooh, it's time for some Doobie Brothers magic. We got any Doobie Brothers magic? Time for some Doobie Brothers magic. It's Rob Black Doobie Brothers ticket giveaway. I've just seen management roll into the studio. Management's going to be answering your calls, and they're going to say, you're call number one, you're a loser. You're call number two, you're a loser. You're call number three, you're a loser. If you're calling number 91 right now, you're going to be a winner today at 1025. Ooh, look, it's 1025. And 1125, we are going to be giving away two tickets to caller 91, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Pair of tickets to see the Doobie Brothers in Chicago at Sleep Train Pavilion Concord, June 18th. Tickets go on sale March 19th. Look at the calendar. It, you can win the tickets before you can buy the tickets. These tickets have a nice retail value. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. So call us now, 800 800- 345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
would be the time to come in and go, whoa, whoa, we've got a winner. It's the Rob Black Show. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. My boss, I uh, got a new program director a couple weeks ago, and, and he's really committed to making the show work. And one thing that he wants to do is give away swag that means something. And uh, he went up to the FM stations, and he, he pulled us 10 tickets. We're going to be giving away tickets all week this week to the Doobie Brothers in Chicago. And these are good tickets. Uh, I knew, I grew up listening to radio. I love AM radio. I dig AM radio. I grew up trying to win things. I never won anything. I won once when I was like 10 years old. But uh, I won a Joan Baez. I know. A Joan Baez album. How crazy is that? Gave it to my older brother because I didn't much care for Joan Baez. I was 10 years old. I was a stud of a kid listening to Barry Manilow. And Joan Baez was too damn hip for me. So we're going to be giving away tickets at 1025 and 1125 all this week. We got Dan on the line. Do we have our winner? Winner Dan, how are you? Dan? It's always that odd. He's a mute. He called anyone, but he's a mute. He doesn't have a tongue. He can go to the show and listen to the show. He'll love the show, but he has no tongue. Dan, tap on the phone if you can hear me. He clicks like an African ear. Hello? Ah, there you go. How are you, Dan? Hello? Dan? Hello? Oh, this is a train wreck. This contest be this concert to be sponsored by Amtrak. It's a train wreck. Can you hear me, Dan? Okay, well, Dan, you stay on the line. We're going to get your name and information. I'll do a faux interview with you. Hey, Dan, how's it like to win the tickets? Oh, it's great. I love winning tickets. Are you going to go to the show? Yeah, I'm going to go to the show. Hell yeah, I'm going to go to the show. You can enjoy it? Yeah, I'm going to enjoy the show. So, Dan, um, you know, you won the tickets, but now in one hour, someone else could win the tickets at 1125. It's Rob Black, Doobie Brothers Ticket Giveaway. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. So... Interesting story out of the world of technology today, and I just love where we're going with this. Stay on the line, Dan. We're going to get your name and information, get those tickets to you. But if you owe someone money, PayPal said yesterday, we're going to make it even cheaper for you to do small transactions. Now, people have predicted the death of cash. They've predicted the death of checks for a long time. I remember back in 1996, there was a cover of Business Week that said the death of cash. And there was a company called CyberCash, which is a publicly traded company. CyberCash did, did transactions online. People have predicted this for a long time. 13 years later, cash is still around. CyberCash was acquired in the late 90s. PayPal's new iPhone application, it could change things. That's right. PayPal has a new iPhone application. It promises to let you quickly divide a restaurant bill and send a friend a portion of the money. I dig this. How many times have you been out at a restaurant where suddenly your friend becomes a Tyrannosaurus Rex and their hands can't quite reach their wallet? Like they're stuck up by their chest and they they flop around helplessly trying to find their wallet, but they can't quite reach their their hip because they're Tyrannosaurus Rex hands. They just flop uselessly. So the application now is free to download from the app store. Users will log into their PayPal account or they'll log into their cell phone number. A numeric pen will be tied towards it. They can send or request money, and they can manage their account on the phone. It's cool. I love the idea of using my phone. Love the idea of using my phone to do my transactions. 
you know, another company that could win out of this before I even go further in the story. Think about this, Verizon or AT&T. If Verizon or AT&T, the two biggest cell phone companies, if they were to say, hey, Rob, why don't you, if you want to pay Heidi, you, you and Heidi go to lunch today and Heidi's got a hundred dollar bill because that's how she rolls. So she wants to buy lunch, but I'm like, here, Heidi, I want to give you my half. Why not? I just dial her phone and give her, you know, add another 50 bucks to my uh, AT&T or my Verizon bill and transfer it to her AT&T bill. And she gets a $50 credit. I get a $50 uh, debit. That's the future of cash for sure. So back to the PayPal application to send money. Users will choose a recipient from their cell phone contacts or bump two phones together. Hey, that's cool. So I love that. That's fun. Now, the app uses the bump technology, which was developed in order to swap contact information between two phones. The money is transferred immediately. The application includes a feature to help split a check, factor in tax and tip, and whether someone owes more than the others at the table. Payments are free from a bank or PayPal account, and there's varying fees if the payer uses a credit card. There's other companies that are trying to do the same exact thing with similar devices. A company called OboPay. OboPay. O-B-O-P-A-Y, which has basically been covered, but they've not caught on as far as the technology. PayPal's original text message service, which started in 2006, it really didn't take off. There used to be a way that you could instant message someone with PayPal and give them money that way, but never really caught on. PayPal's iPhone application, it's easier to use than the text messaging service, in part because people do not have to remember the exact language to use in their messages. People are getting more comfortable with the idea of using their phones to pay for things. And most are familiar with PayPal. So 80 million people actively use it on the web. 200 million people are registered. Just over a million people were willing to use PayPal's first iPhone application, which came out last year and only lets people send money and view their transaction history. And the number of PayPal mobile transactions, it climbed 24 million in 2008, all the way to 140 million in 2009. These are, these are big numbers. I'm not telling you that Visa's pee in their pants, but Visa needs to look over their shoulder. There's a new new sheriff in town. New sheriff being PayPal. PayPal's first phone app. Uh, the new app is for individuals and small businesses, like a flower stand. So you can be having flowers. You can be selling flowers. Hey, roses for the lady. Roses for the lady. Get your lady roses. She's lovely. Get her roses. And that guy, he doesn't even need to take cash. You just pull out your phone, your iPhone, bump him to his, and you pay him 10 bucks. Boom, just like that. So there's going to be an application developed for merchants in the future. One competitor out there is a company called Square, uh, which is Jack Dorsey's new startup, which lets people turn their iPhones into credit card terminals. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. If you ever work with, you know, merchants don't really like transactions, don't really like credit cards because they have to pay Visa. PayPal's brand name will help it succeed if the field grows. In addition to person-to-person payments with cell phones, PayPal has ventured into mobile commerce. Last year, more than uh, people spent more than $500 million using eBay's mobile applications, which incorporate PayPal. So 21st century is kind of getting here. A little bit late, 10 years late. But uh, we're finally getting into some, some real cyber cashola. Or as I like to say, some cyber do-re-mi. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. There was something that happened yesterday, and I, I failed to mention it on the show, and I, I massively apologize, but Continental Airlines has, has, has killed something. 
And to me, this is, ooh, there's an investment in Continental Airlines, right? CAL. So they're no longer going to give out free meals in domestic flights. They're the last U.S. carrier who serves free meals in the coach cabin. So you can fly anywhere in the United States, coast to coast, and no more free food. They're going to start charging for food for economy class passengers on most domestic and Canadian flights. It's a double windfall for Continental, in large part because they're going to save money by not giving you bad chicken, but they're going to make money by making you buy, you know, expensive pretzels. That's what it comes down to. In-flight meals date to the dawn of commercial aviation back in the 1920s. Did you know that in 1930, if you took a flight from San Francisco to Chicago, a flight that would take you right now three hours, how long would it take you back in 1930? It'd take you 20 hours to fly from San Francisco to Chicago. They had to feed you. You would die if they didn't feed you. So originally what you got, get this. Now, this sounds pretty damn good to me. You'd get a lunch of fried chicken, a bag of potato chips, and a tomato. A tomato? That seems like an odd thing to throw into a meal, right? It shows you times have changed. People used to eat tomatoes. They go, mm, it's a tomato. It's good. I don't think you're going to see too many people eating tomatoes today, but um, Continental, it's over. It's done. The awful meals are over, except for first class. United Airlines uh, in 1936 opened the first kitchen dedicated to preparing onboard food, and those, more, those meals became more elaborate as airlines sought to you know, seek out their service and separate the service from the competitors. Anyway, that's what I got for you. Hey, are you filling out your bracket today? Three years ago, I won my bracket. Woo! $5 investment got me 350 350 That's a good return on investment. So here's my, my advice to you. If you're filling out your bracket today, Murray State and Vanderbilt, they need to be careful You know, with the ball on the boards. They're not very good. Old Dominion, they beat unknown Georgetown back in December. Now, Georgetown has turned into a, a monster recently, but Old Dominion is one of the, one of the. I think you should look at. Utah State, the Aggies nearly managed a first-round upset last year against Marquette. Richmond, the Spiders, they got a real sound comp- They got a real sound uh, team, and uh, that could get them to the Sweet 16. If you can get one of those four teams to the Sweet 16, you are set. You are money. I would not be betting on Purdue. Um, I would say Georgetown's been damn inconsistent. They're a great team, but they've been damn inconsistent. Baylor, they tend to be trendy, and everyone seems to like them, but they tend to cough up the ball a lot. And Kentucky, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if a slow-paced opponent can keep them from reaching the Final Four. I think they hit the Final Eight, but I don't think they hit the Final Four. I think you just need to slow down Kentucky, and you can beat them. So those are your four upsets, and those are the four that I wouldn't be betting on to go all the way. 800 345 Five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I love March Madness. Bring on the phone calls. Coming up in what is it twenty forty five minutes? I'm gonna be giving away another pair of Doobie Brother tickets. It's Rob Black Show nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. <laughs> There's a letter in your mailbox. You are having new mail in your inbox. You've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be astonished. (laughs) It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 
And one of the things that you can do on this show is actually pick up the phone and give me a call if you want to talk money. 800-345-5639. Another thing you could do is jump on the live blog. It's at talk910.com, talk910.com, and post a message in the, in the blog. Another way to get in touch with this show would be go to Facebook. At Facebook, you could um, become a, my, my, my fan. There's a group page called I Hate Rob Black. There's a search button in the middle of the screen, it's, and you type in search I Hate Rob Black, and then boom, you're a member. You can post questions there. You know, more people are spending time on Facebook and Google. Number of times Google.com gets hit. Number of times Facebook gets hits. More Facebook than Google. Remember last week I told you that Google could lose their monopoly to Facebook? Interesting, right? So, with that said, let's jump to those emails that we, uh, the, the final way of getting in touch with me, 800-345-5639. Phil sent, or I'm sorry, Rob at RobBlack.com. It's Rob at RobBlack.com. Coming up. In 35 minutes, more Doobie Brother tickets. Uh, Phil sends me a message. And remember how I said for a million dollars, I'd cut off my pinky? I'd cut off my pinky for a million dollars. I want to kill my dog for a million dollars. At times, I sound like I am Dr. Death. I want to kill Heidi's dog for a million dollars. Unless she asked me to do it, then I'd do it for, for free. Or a bucket of chicken. Um, so anyway, Phil says, I'm with you. For a million dollars, I'd cut off my pinky. But is that with pain medication or not? For me, I'd do it without pain medication. So, and again, I'll do it on air if anyone comes up with a million dollars. Great episode of The Twilight Zone once where there's this guy who was kind of a loudmouth jerk. Sound like anyone you know. Um, and another guy at a party said, I'll give you a million dollars if you don't say another word for a year. So they, they make the bet and then the, the guy spends the year without talking. He's, he's being watched. And uh, he's wearing a, a neckerchief, which, for the record, I think neckerchief should come back into style. And at the end of the episode, the 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 whole you know three months in, the guy's like, I, "Okay, okay, this is crazy. This is crazy. I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you talk right now." Six months in, he's like, "Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars if you talk right now." Um, in the end, the guy takes off his neckerchief and he slit his vocal cords. Oh, but here's the Twilight Zone twist: the guy lost all his money, so he didn't have him a million dollars to give to him. Wah, wah, wah. So anyway, for a million dollars, if someone shows me a pile of cash, I'll cut off my pinky on air. Phil would do it too, I think. So another email comes in. Um, this one comes to us from Reno Guero. He says, Mr. Black, here's something for you to get mad at. I got a census report to fill out. What's this all about? I think the next time we go to the polls, we should look to see who the incumbents are and select the next person in line. Who gives out raises when you have a budget that's not balanced? The Speaker of the House, that's the stupidest person on the planet. Can we fire him? Regards, Reno. And he says, I'm 70 and tired of not doing anything. I think this is the perfect reason why I hate old people. I can't quite figure out what the hell purpose is of this email. Are we supposed to be mad or are we supposed to focus in on the census? I don't quite get it. So, Ron... You worry me a little bit, and I, I hope you're not driving. And finally, we get an email today from uh, someone named Martine. Martine, that's a pretty name. And Martine is a nurse, and she goes, I live in San Francisco. I own two plots of land in Florida. Now, she spells two plots of land, T-O. Makes me a little bit weirded out, which have depreciated in value by 80%. <laughs> that's tough to believe, Martine. If you were to buy a plot of land that goes down 80%, if I stop paying on... The same. What are my tax consequences? Even though this would be a loss, can I do a partial bankruptcy on same? God, I can't understand people's writing. Well, 
you're not going to be able to do a partial bankruptcy. Either you're bankrupt or you're not. Now, my advice on this letter would be stop buying real estate. You're not very good at it, first and foremost. You're going to lose it, it sounds like. It's not going to get to where you want it to get to. I would look at it in today's terms, not down 80%. Way too many Americans, when we're looking at our money, you know, we see a stock go from 60 to 6, and we go, I just want to hold it till it goes back to 60. Now, here's a question. If I were told you a stock's going to go from 6 to 60, what would you do? I'd sell my sister. I'd sell my dog. I'd sell Heidi. I'd take Heidi out tonight, get her a little liquored up, and sell her to the, the Chinese mafia, and she'd become a Chinese prostitute taken out of this country. Gone. And we'd have to send someone like Mel Gibson out to get his daughter. Um, I'd sell everything if you were to tell me I could get something to go from 6 to 60. So I don't buy raw real estate. If you buy real estate, there's a, something on it that makes you money called a house. And that way you can have that house turn into a rental property. But if you don't have that rental, it just sits there. A lot like gold, it just looks pretty. You buy a piece of land in Florida and it just smiles at you. It goes, hi, Rob. <laughs> It doesn't do anything. It doesn't pay a dividend. It doesn't buy back shares. It doesn't become land 2.0. It doesn't do search engine queries that have high profit margins. It just sits there. So I don't like raw land. Now, if you're wealthy like me, that's a fun thing to say out loud. It sounds arrogant. I'm just trying to show you the average person versus wealthy people. If you want to buy land, like I'd buy land in Tahoe, and I'd sit on it for 10 years, I'd lose money. But see, I'm saying that. I'd lose money. I'll sit on it for 10 years, and when I want to build up my dream house, which for the record would look something like a Nerf castle, and the neighbors would hate me, uh, but I think it would be cool to have a moat, and it would be cool to have alligators in the moat. Uh, I think it just, I think that sounds fun to own a castle. Uh, like, and again, I want an American castle. I don't want like a European castle that's all cold and dungeon-like. I want a, a U.S. castle that's all Nerf and foamy and soft. Um, kind of like a Disneyland castle, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, where am I going with this? I don't like raw land. I think I've beaten that to a pulp. Yay. I can officially say that I'm done beating that one to a pulp. Cool new video. I want to throw out one little bonus piece of love to you. And again, this is a radio show. It's not a video show. But if you're at work and you haven't seen this yet, it's by OK Go. Now, you know OK Go by Here It Goes Again where they danced on the treadmills. It got a little annoying after a while. But they got a new one out called This Too Shall Pass. It came out about a week, two weeks ago. It's the coolest video you'll ever see. It's done by NASA scientists. As uh, It's cool. It's all done in one take. That's all I'm going to say. So go go to your YouTube and type in OK Go, new song, and it's called This Too Shall Pass. The song is kind of average. But this is a, a band that's really figured out how to market themselves incredibly well. Incredibly well. Speaking of marketing... Let's do a little business time. Time to talk business, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, let's get down to business. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. So a couple big stories are out there today. Business stories. I'm a business guy. Let's get down to business. Beauty is my business, and I look good. Um, some of the big business stories out there that push the stock market. And stock market's been very dull this year. It's not really reacting one way or another. Uh, but Intel came out today, and they basically said, we got this new server chip that's all that in a bucket of chicken. So that's boosting the stock market a little bit. 
Stand and Poor's, they looked at Greece, and they said, Greece, you look okay. Now, Greece has got a lot of debt, and they've lied about it, and that could be bad news for the European Union, and it could be bad news for the European currency called the EU. The OO. So, this is a problem. Um, but S&P is kind of giving them an ominous day, minus luminous, you're okay. They're kind of giving them a blessing. Other big stories out there today, U.S. housing starts fell about 5.9%. Seasonally adjusted rate. February, massive snowstorms in the east and the south. Now, if it's snowing, what can you do? Can you throw down wood and lumber and, and a, a foundation? Uh-uh. Ground too cold, ground too wet. So new construction down in the northeast and the south, but in the Midwest and the west, it held up. In fact, there were some nice numbers. So housing data is a little tough to read right now. I would say the data is probably giving us a best indication that the real estate's going sideways across the United States, not down. Apartment buildings collapsed 43% year-over-year. Single-family homes up 39% year-over-year. Building permits, which are not affected by weather, because a building permit says, um, honey, we got a plot of land in Tahoe. Let's go build a house on it. And Tahoe wants some building permits. They want to see the sewer permit. They want to see the construction. They want to make sure I'm not building 20 feet near a river. Things along those lines. Um, so the building permits, they fell two-tenths of a percent. So that's probably the truest read in, in, in all that data. Congress today, in business news, they're focusing on job bills. The firm, uh, not the firm, but the Senate expects to pass a $17.6 billion jobs bill, send it to the El Presidente Obama for signature. The Senate cleared a key procedural hurdle when a vote of 61 to 30. Amongst the provisions, the bill includes a $4.5 billion provision allowing state and local governments to issue special purpose tax credit bonds for school construction, sweet energy conservation, and renewable energy. The federal government subsidizes tax credit bonds by providing investors with a credit in place of interest. So, again, I like this. And in a lot of ways, a lot of this money is going to be spent on the Highway Trust Fund, another $19.5 billion from general revenues. If you're going to spend, spend building, spend on small businesses. That's what I want Congress to spend on. If you're going to spend and try to stimulate the economy, build new roads and new schools, as well as help out small businesses with some uh, tax credits. Other business news today, retailers, their weekly sales rose 3.2%. Now, again, why does this matter? If people are going to the stores and ringing the cash register, our economy is working. And that's a good thing. On one level, on another level, shouldn't we be saving more money? Year over year, we're up 3.2%. On a weekly basis, we're down about four-tenths of a percent. So Mother Nature comes in and pisses off the Northeast. Consumers were not deterred. They unleashed a little of their own pent-up demand, especially earlier in the week, and they, they spent money. So the industry of retail is heading into the last two weeks of the month. Retailers should see a lift, in large part because Easter comes a little bit earlier this year. It comes earlier in the quarter, and that should censor the uptick for the month of March. Easter's coming around the corner. Uh, that'll be nice. A little downtime. Some eggs, some chocolate bunnies. So that's me. That's my life. And finally, one final business story, because we're doing business time. The Wall Street Journal this morning is reporting that Walmart, biggest retailer in the United States, and you either love Walmart or you hate Walmart. It's, it falls into one of the two categories. They're going to increase 50% increase this year in the number of companies' stores offering banking services. Again, kind of creepy, right? Is Walmart, when you think about it, are they a grocery store? Uh-huh. Are they a discounter? Uh-huh. What else are they? You know, you can get gas at some Walmarts. You can get some tires at Walmarts. You know, what the hell are they? Well, now they're a little bit more of a bank. These money centers, 
Um, basically, they've started rolling them out. The nation's biggest retailer. This is going to give them a financial presence that only a few banks have. Walmart plans to open a thousand money centers uh, this week. So the money centers cater to millions of retailers, lower income customers who don't have a bank account or significant relationships with a bank. Now, if you're shopping at Walmart, you're ghetto. I, I mean that with love. I mean that with love. You're, you're a good housewife who's trying to cut costs because you want more money for vacations, more money for your school, kids' school. You're not ghetto ghetto, but you're basically saying, I want cheap things. Like, can you get me a, a shirt from uh, Walmart or a shirt from Banana Republic? They're two very different shirts. Style-wise, color-wise, trend-wise, fitting-wise. The Walmart shirt's more like a muumuu, whereas the Banana Republic has a slim, tender fit to it. So they don't really want to do banking services with them. So Walmart's not trying to do a full-service bank, but they're offering banking services. And it's going to be a very profitable part of their store. Walmart really didn't give specific numbers. They're trying to get away from above-average comparable unit growth. They're trying to focus on return on investments. And these units are cheap, cheap, cheap to put in their stores. Like pharmacies are cheap to put in their stores. Walmart's impressive. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM, 800-345-5639. 25 minutes to the Doobie Brother tickets. More stimulating talk. It's business time. It's business time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.